Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we're talking about Downton Abbey episode four. Season one, episode four. Yep, the actual just episode four of Downton Abbey. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, I, I don't know why I had to say season one, but just just for, just to be clear, season one, episode four. Yeah, so we had the infamous Mr. Pamuk episode prior to this one. Um, and this one was very fun. I'm glad that you were excited to talk about it today. Because it was like, because as you know, I didn't really enjoy the Pamuk episode. I could see why it was infamous because, you know, it's very scandalous and very exciting and very, I just found it very annoying. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I totally forgot to pull up my, my notes with my time codes, but here they are. They're right here. Um, okay. So, uh, so, and, and from what I could tell, this happens pretty much almost, I mean, not immediately, but, uh, but pretty soon after what happens to Mr. Pamuk, because they, they talk about it right in the beginning. So should um, I just play the, uh, the little Downton song, the intro song? I feel like it's necessary every time we talk about it. Sure, Allison, you go ahead and play that, that intro song. It's Chip, the dog. Is, is that the name we gave him? No. I don't know. I'm just making up a different different name every time. I like Beauregard. <laughs> All right. Nice sunny day in Downton. There's a fair going on. Oh, a nice sunny day in Downton, which is which is very rare for the for the English uh, countryside. <laughs> very true. Um. Uh, yes, we are. Uh, we we pretty much find out immediately that there is a fair coming to Downton. Um, that I guess is an annual fair. It it happens. Uh, happens every year. Not for very long. It, it, seems, it seems like it's only here for a night. Like, yeah, I mean, but it, I that's not true. That's kind it, of this happens implied. over a couple days. I don't know. It feels like it was a day. I feel like it was one day. It felt like it was a day, but I think I think the fair is still up when at, at the very end when she goes back to meet that guy. But I could be wrong. Nope, they went somewhere else. <laughs> Never okay. mind. The fair's here for a day. Yeah, so we've got Bates and Anna and Rose Leslie's character, Gwen. Um, and Anna, who is not sick right now, becomes sick later after she talks to Lady Mary. I don't know how she didn't transfer some kind of virus to Lady Mary that we know that that's how colds spread. Uh, but 
she goes to talk to her about the body of Mr. Pamuk and how the mom's never going to get over it and how much shame she still feels. Not sure how more people in the house got infected because, like, these, especially the the butlers and valets and chauffeurs and the maids and stuff, like, they're, they're all in very close quarters. Like, someone else should have definitely gotten sick. That's what I feel like. If you probably got sick in a house like this, they're very close together. Like, I would imagine a lot of them would get sick. Yeah, you would, you'd think so. Um... <laughs> But no, the only the only uh, fever that the that the other workers in the house are feeling is the fair fever. Okay, Emily, don't <laughs> don't sorry. go don't go overboard here. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'll I'll just let myself out. Um, so I liked uh, right in the beginning we have, uh, which is what I was talking about, uh, happens pretty close after what happened to Mister Pamuk. I actually had a time code for when uh, uh, what's her name and what's her name we're talking. Uh, oh wow, uh, Anna, <laughs> Anna, Anna and Mary. And Mary. Okay, well, why don't you play that? <laughs> okay, I'll just do that. <laughs> we need, we need to watch these more often because I swear every time I come back to this, I'm like, who are you? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. What, what are they talking about? If you think she'll ever recover from carrying the body of Mr. Blue, oh dang it! I'm gonna keep it going. Okay. Exactly. Just get past it. She won't do that either. When she dies, they'll cut her open and find it engraved on her heart. I feel like I played this completely out of context. Yep. You did. Haven't you heard? Why don't you explain what happened? Okay. So basically, what happened? Okay, they started off this conversation. Anna was just trying to see, like, you know, how's your mom doing after, you know, the horrible shit that just happened? You know, um, carrying Mr. Pamuk's body across the hallway. Yeah, you know, and it's like, has she recovered yet? And then Mary's like, no. She, no, and she probably will never recover after carry, having to carry a dead man across the manor. Um, and probably up and down various stairs. Yeah. Um, so, no, she will probably never recover. Um, and she was like, well, yeah, obviously not recover, but, like, you know, feeling slightly better about the situation. And Mary's like, fat chance. I mean, <laughs> like, fat chance. like, she's going to die with this secret and no one's ever going to know and she's going to hate me forever. Like, that's basically how this conversation went. And it kind of went through the rest of the episode, too, especially in the later part of the episode about how bad Mary feels that, like, people aren't fighting for her to get this inheritance at all. Well, true, because, you know, Violet... Violet's the only one who's actually trying. She's trying, and she's a very powerful woman, so she obviously thinks that she can do something, but, I mean, I, I guess we'll find out later if there truly was a, a... Honestly, the only way that this can be remedied is if Mary marries Matthew. Yes. Like, that is... Yeah. That is the only thing, it, from what I can tell, unless there is something that is written... Like, there is a loophole somewhere that no one's just thought of yet or found yeah like that's this seems to be the only option um but violet just doesn't seem to get that because she's again very powerful woman and thinks that she can you know have her way um which but, you know uh, it, it's it's yeah. kind of paralleling the fact that violet's very set in her way is as somebody who is part of like the old british aristocracy and then we have right. sybil who is trying to make 
progressive choices in the world, like wearing, you know, pants, as we see later in the episode, and also, like, fighting Supporting for women's, women's suffrage. rights. And yeah. it's like, obviously, all of this could be solved if we had all equal rights for women, but I just don't think the Dowager Countess is quite on that, like, logical thinking about that kind of stuff. No, and 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 I like that you say that because it would make me think that Violet would be for stuff like that, but again, being so set in her ways, she's trying to think of, like, the crafty, like, sneaky way to, to get around stuff, like, because, again, women don't have any rights at this time, mm-hmm. and it's uh, pretty much impossible to get your way. But um, you would think that with Violet trying so hard to get Mary this inheritance that she would be for, you know, women's rights and um, women having a say and being able to to get what's rightfully theirs. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's just continue. We have an introduction of a new character in this episode. who um, Indeed. I know for a fact stays throughout the rest of the show. Really? Yes. So this okay. is a big deal. We have the introduction okay. of Branson, the chauffeur. A yes, young... the new Irish chauffeur. Yes, a young, who's very spry cute. Irish lad who who is <laughs> yeah. who's younger and cuter than he is in in Bohemian Rhapsody. We already see him as well in the movie. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is not. Yeah, it's him. <gasps> is this what was his name phil what was his name yeah i don't know philip i'm not gonna look it up <laughs> oh man but it's played uh, by alan leach who we yeah. sat next to as as uh, vicky um well we didn't sit next we saw him at um a thai restaurant when we were in london last year remember we sure did <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know who that was at the time but uh there you go <laughs> vicky sure did and i'm sad that i didn't get a, his his look i was apparently they had just had the downtown abbey premiere somewhere or something like that and that's why he was around right yes exactly yeah the movie had just released <laughs> in in london i think and not yet in the states yes um Gosh, I just really want to be in London right now. <laughs> I'm just so sad that my trip this earlier this year was cut short, uh, like completely removed entirely because of COVID. Um, yeah. I want to be in England so much all the fucking time. But anyway, um, so we just kind of learned that he can check out books from the library if he wishes, um, yes, he likes to read. He's very political. Yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, makes it very. He's a known. lot younger than the last chauffeur, who was apparently decrepitly old. I don't think we ever saw the other the other chauffeur. No, uh, other than maybe being in extra shots, but he was never. Oh, really that's in. right. Um, but this yeah. outfit that Branson has is great. He looks like he works in a hotel. It's. I think it's a really cool chauffeur outfit. And he wears the hat, too. Yeah. He's he's very cute. Yeah. He's very cute. So that was the that was the whole thing of that, that whole uh, small scene. Um, Carson yeah. comes in and is like, all right, um, Mr. Taylor was running a tea shop. And that's why he wanted to leave. <laughs> and Carson's oh, like, yeah. I'd rather be put to death, my lord. <laughs> The previous chauffeur wanted to open a tea shop, which is precious. Which is absolutely precious. 
I have to play this scene between uh, Violet and Cora because of how many times Violet just jabs Cora. Um, <laughs> it is so funny, yeah, okay. and she is like completely. Um, she has. She does not have any kind of reaction to every time Cora or Violet jabs the Americans. It's so fucking hilarious. It's yeah. Parties. She's been asked to one next month by Lady Anne McNair. That's a terrible idea. She doesn't know anyone under a hundred. I might send her over to visit my aunt. She could get to know New York. Oh, I don't think things are quite that desperate. <laughs> poor Mary. She's been terribly down in the mouth lately. She was very upset by the death of poor Mr. Pamuk. Why? If she didn't know him, one can't go to pieces at the death of every foreigner. We'd all be in a state of collapse whenever we opened a newspaper. Oh, no. Of course, Mary's main difficulty is that her situation is unresolved. I mean, is she an heiress or isn't she? The entail's unbreakable. Mary cannot inherit. No, what we need is a lawyer who's decent and honor-bound to look into it. I, I think perhaps I know just the man. All right, so Violet is clearly talking about... Matthew in this in this sense that he can help them out in some way. So Matthew is a lawyer. I, I guess I, I never quite understood what his what his week what his weekday job was. Yeah, I think he's a lawyer of some sort. Um, I, I think property law or something. Maybe I'm really? wrong how, about that. How convenient! <laughs> <laughs> how, how devilishly convenient! I don't know. Um, I, I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up. I don't know. Because because this part kind of confused me because like her and uh, like Matthew is like sneaking around a lot and like like Matthew truly wants to try and help you know put the house back in Mary's hands because you know he doesn't he doesn't really want it. But then of course uh, Robert is like you know yeah. ec- excited to hand the torch off to someone and a man and that um, to a man obviously yes and so it's so yeah so i guess this part kind of confused me J- just with violet like trying to reach out to like does she basically like like not she bribe him but does she like to do it yeah she kind of like forces him into helping her find a loophole basically yeah okay uh, then, uh, then so we have of course. A, a small issue with, um, uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> this part was, oh man. Why don't you explain what's going on here? Okay, so, uh, we're now at, uh, Matthew Crawley's, right? Is, is yeah. that, that's him, Crawley? Yeah. Okay. Um, we're now with the Crawleys, uh, What's his mom's name? I can't. I can't with this. Don't doesn't your like <laughs> Isabel? Yes. Is, okay, I got it. I yes, get it. Lady Crawley. D- doesn't yes, your we... like prime whenever you pause it show the people in the corner? It does, but I'm trying so desperately hard to memorize everyone's names and it's impossible. Okay. Um, it does. It does. It's very convenient actually. I really should utilize this more. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> So, we are at we are with Matthew and Isabel Crawley and their uh, their butler uh, Joseph is, uh, is, uh, Joseph? serving them. I don't know. Ser- <laughs> it, it is Joseph. I, I read the thing. Oh, okay. Um, Mosley. Mosley, yes. Uh, yes. 
Uh, he's serving them tea, and Lady Crawley notices that he has, like, a rash on his hand. And she's she's like, oh, you know, what, what happened? And he's like, oh, it just kind of popped up. I don't really know what it is. And she's like, we need to go to the hospital right now and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I, I'm sure that's not necessary. And But then she's like, no, this is... Oh, I look! Oh, it looks terrible. Oh, on my on my TV, it didn't look so bad, but now on my on my laptop, it uh, it that's, ooh. That's what my mom's poor hands look like. What really? Yeah. What's um, happening with your mom? Oh, her hands are a, a damn mess. It's it's like she's got really bad eczema all over them, oh. and they've just gotten really bad. It basically looks bad. like that, and they're like there's sores on them. I'm sorry oh. for calling you out, Mom, but she just needs <laughs> she needs help. She can't do anything. Oh man, is she, is she like getting it looked into? Yeah, they... she's going to the doctor. I have to talk to her. Okay. I think she went yesterday, so I got to call her. Um, yeah, my, I was... um, continue. <laughs> I said, my my mom has lost us some pigmentation on her hands, so it's so as uh, she has like a little like like very pale spots on her hands and uh. And I just notice them whenever I'm holding her hand or looking at her hands or, you know, oh. talking to her. Well, we, you know, we all get old, don't we? Yeah. And, you know, you, you always know uh, what your mom's hands look like. Yeah, you do. Always. Always. Um, okay, I found out that Matthew Reginald Crawley uh, is a solicitor. So What does that mean? He is somebody who works for the government that goes around and just uh does their bidding it's related to the courts and things it's like if you you were giving uh subpoenas to people like you you go around like serving people yeah yeah that and like or like telling them things and going to people's houses and um confronting them about stuff i think oh okay i could be wrong but i think that's what a solicitor does I mean, uh, sure, I'll I'll believe it, but that definitely doesn't sound like he he can help with this lawyer stuff. <laughs> I mean, he definitely deals with like documents and things, and so I feel like that's fine. I sure, I guess. I mean, it, a man can do anything at this time, so it, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on, so we got Anna um, approaching the kitchen with a very red, disgusting, drippy nose. Ugh, yeah. Um, like she looks terrible, and she's just infecting everything. Like she you know, Mrs. Patmore before. I just don't understand. It was immediate. It was one of those. It was just one of those immediate uh, uh, colds. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. And Mrs. Patmore's like, "Get the fuck out of my kitchen!" Like she's no, like, "You're gonna like, don't, don't do." Don't dribble all over everyone's stuff. <laughs> oh, and she sneezes, and I was like, "Get out!" <laughs> oh. I know. Uh, I do really like Mrs. Patmore in this episode, and I really don't like Daisy in this episode. Oh, I mean, I already had a mild tolerance for Daisy, and now I just have no tolerance. I know. For her. She's not very likable. They don't write her very likable. Well, and I mean, and I understand kind of, she's like the youngest in the house probably, and you know, she fancies Thomas, and Thomas is, you know, the cool kid in school who you want to impress, so you mimic them, and it's, it, it's very obvious what they're trying to do with her character, but that doesn't make it any good. True. Um, um, 
So what do we have? Oh, yeah. So Anna is trying to ask Mrs. Hughes if, you know, after dinner tonight, can the maids and people go to the fair? And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to be... Oh, wait, did did this happen yet, or does this happen a little later? No, I think she says... No, she says it like everybody's going to go to the fair. Yeah, that that was about that time. Okay, but then she was like, you're not going to the fair because you're sick. Go go up to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we have... Um, we're at the doctors now. Yeah, we're at the, the doctors. Hospital. Mrs. Crawley's getting some metal tinctures for um, Mosley. She talks to this yes. nurse who looks a lot like O'Brien. I, I don't know why they they cast this lady. I was like, is that O'Brien? <laughs> oh yeah, she does look like her. <laughs> she's like oh, the gosh, same. Is that O'Brien? <laughs> um, the then... doctor's not there, so she's yeah. like, just let me grab. Some, I already know what it is, so just let me grab some medicine, and it'll be fine. And the nurse is like, I don't know about this. Yeah. And I, I really think she did jump the gun with this. She, she didn't ask him any other questions about it. He, you know, it's like he, she could have figured out that it was some kind of rash, uh, based on what he was touching. Although he didn't say anything that he was doing anything differently. She did ask him that. Um, yeah, like, how did that not even come up, like, conversationally, when she was like, oh, what happened to your hands? Like, he didn't say, oh, you know, I helped my dad cut the whatever. Like, yeah. like, like, why did that not come up? Like, right. he just said, oh, it just, it just popped up out of nowhere. Like, I mean, like, you'd think that, that, that this would have been brought up. I don't know. Like, I know, like, have you touched any plants recently? Like, have you touched any kind of ivy? Like, it's, it's just like he has an allergic reaction to something. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of stuff can happen just when you jump the gun a little bit. I mean, it it happens to the best of us. She was she was doing her best, and she really pays for it later. Like, <laughs> I feel so bad for her. Yeah, but but she fucked up. You know, like it's, yeah, it's her own fault. It is. <laughs> um, I love the outside of the building uh, where Matthew works. Have you, did you see it in the the next scene? Um, it's Let me see. like a setup. And it's, like, this beautiful, this, like, green ivy oh. is, like, going right up this thing. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's, like, a really nice, like, outdoor, like, open space area. Um, I, I feel like we saw a lot of, a lot of, like, like a courtyard almost. Like, do you think this is the in, like, you think this is Inner- the outside? Or do you think this is, like, the, like, all the buildings surround this courtyard? I think, like, all the buildings surround it. I don't yeah, know. I felt like I wouldn't be surprised because I felt like we saw quite a bit of architecture when we were in London. Of like they they just like to put make buildings into like squares and then have yep. things like in the middle. There's an entrance that's like a grand entrance, and then there's like yeah. various things surrounding that um, various buildings, yeah. and they they make like like yeah like piazzas piazzas <laughs> yeah matthew's office is very cute and officey there's like papers everywhere like little filings and things yeah. this 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 production design is very great it's like very this cute. is it's, it's very officey and adorable um and then lady grantham violet comes really in really not expecting to see violet he's like cousin cora oh it's violet <laughs> that's right he did think it was it was cora but then nope Surprise, surprise. And then, of course, we I'm have gonna, I'm going to guilt trip scene. you into helping me. <laughs> we just moved from scene to scene, so we haven't even gotten to that part yet. We have Gosh, a... it hasn't even been ten minutes yet, and we've already covered so much of what will be happening in this episode. I know, I know. It's it's a quick one. Um, It's just <sighs> not as, like, fun and eventful as, like, the previous episode, but that's okay. Um, I still like this episode yeah, a lot. Yeah, I like it, too. Um, I think it's better written. 
Yes, I definitely think this one was better written. Um, so we have Mrs. Hughes, Rebecca and Mrs. Hughes. Um, she's aware that, you know, the the uh, employees want to go out to the fair after tonight. So he's so she's talking with uh, O'Brien. Who's the worst lady in the whole world. Oh my gosh, she's just terrible. She's but she's absolutely horrible. So she's basically telling O'Brien that she can't go to the fair because if she's gone, like O'Brien's the next the next in line to to, you know, hold things down while she's away. Um, she's going out for the evening. She has her own plans. And of course O'Brien's like, Oh, where are you going? And uh she's being very a snooty. Like she's like She's like, I hope why you would expect I... me to do it. I I'm not a slave. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what they're talking about, but they both got very mad at each other at this point. And I don't remember if it was about the hat, <laughs> or if it was about it's, her like, having to stay back. Yeah, she's having to stay and, like, manage the ladies' maids. And there's, like, three of them, and she's like, well, I don't want to fucking do that. And she's like, well, you're gonna do it, O'Brien. That's right, she tells her that she has to dress, she has to dress uh, the girls because Anna is indisposed tonight. Okay, that's what she said. Yeah. And she was like, what? All three of them, all out at once. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she just, like, she's like, I'm not an octopus. That's what she's like. An octopus. Yeah. <laughs> she's so oh, snooty. Man. I don't even know how she keeps her job. The, the sass that she talks back so much to everybody. She's just ridiculous. She's the worst. I was she's like, don't talk worst. back so much. My God, she's just pissed please. about everything. Please just fire her. Like, please. God, I know. I don't think she's gonna get fired. I feel like the, the, she would have to do something horrible to make them fire her. <gasps> do you think she'll die? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh man. So then we are back with uh, Violet and Matthew, and she just is telling him to look into this whole affair with the uh, the amount of money that's supposed to go to everybody and how Matthew's supposed to get the house and then there's like if there's any loopholes in the contract basically like um which there's not because that's the, why would any why would any self-respecting man might write anything to make it so that a woman could be in power at all right exactly um and she's kind of just throwing Robert under the bus kind of saying like do you think Robert hasn't tried hard enough do you think he's doing this on purpose like she's <laughs> Like she's really trying oh, to boy. like, and then this and then this ridiculous part happens where I don't even know how she was able to do this, but she finds out that she's sitting in a swivel chair, and I I have to play this. Yes, please play <laughs> it again. Play. Another knack at America. Oh gosh. Okay, here we go. From ignorance of the law. Putting it bluntly, do you think Robert has thrown in the towel prematurely? Okay, so she scuffles a bit. A swivel chair. Oh, another modern brainwave? Well, not very modern. They were invented by Thomas Jefferson. Why does every day involve a fight with an American? I'll fetch a different one. No, 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 no. I'm a good sailor. I'm a good sailor. Oh, Violet. The fact that Thomas Jefferson invented the swivel chair, like, I feel like I knew that, but I just didn't remember. And it was nice to hear that little tidbit. Yeah, I, I had no idea. That was that was really interesting. Some some history. History. <laughs> Why did you say it so fast? <laughs> history. <laughs> uh, so they're talking. They're talking. This conversation kind of bored me. So I remember like kind of just blanking when, when they were talking. Oh, the um, men and at then the table. oh, 
Oh. Oh! No, this part. I like this part. Uh, no, just like the end of whatever, whatever Va- uh, Violet and, and Matthew were talking about. I was like, okay, I'm sure they'll explain it to me later. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then, yes, so we have, okay, I want to play this part too because it was really oh, cute. Okay. And, and, and I hate Daisy, but uh, we're just going <laughs> to... And poor, poor William. Oh, poor little William. Okay, here we go. Let's play this. And fucking Thomas. Oh, okay, here we the go. worst. Yeah. Bitch number two. Is Daisy going to the fair tonight with the others? Why don't you ask her? She needs to take it out of herself. What's it to you? Nothing. Okay, here's Daisy. Mm-hmm. Daisy, I was hoping. Would I... you like to go to the fair with me, Daisy? <gasps> There's a few of us going later on. Do you mean it? Oh my gosh. So, so horrible. So, so William was going to ask her, and then Thomas is like, do you want to go to the fair with me? Just to spite William, because he's an asshole. Yeah, he's a complete dick. It's ridiculous. And of course, Daisy, like, loves him, so, like, of course she's, like, ecstatic, and he, like, doesn't actually care about her. No, he, he and, just wants to put William down. Yeah, he does. He's all about stepping oh. on William, who, who he knows is in love with Daisy. Yes, and I love and I love Bates because he's just he's just really, he's just really okay with like just telling Thomas off. He's like, "You bastard!" Like, and then he and then he like kind of tries to intimidate him later. Yeah, um, that was really like, rough, which we'll get to. Oh gosh. Uh, then we um, have and then we have Cora and her two daughters, uh, which we, we both were gonna jump on that, Edith and <laughs> Sybil. Uh, taking... Which we see, like, nothing of Edith in this episode. No, she's just, fine, like, a ghost. You know, she's also really annoying. <laughs> she, so, she is. Um, I mean, everybody's kind of annoying, to be honest. Everyone's very annoying, but uh, they're all wearing <laughs> some very cute clothes. Uh, uh, they're all, uh, like, especially Sybil's little uh, light blue. You know, baby blue is my color right now. Yeah, um, yep. She's wearing a very cute little baby blue outfit. And, uh, and I actually really like Cora's outfit, too. She's... She like reminds me uh, almost like um, uh, Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. um, a little bit with a uh, sateen. I like the the outfit she wears for dinner later. I think it's really cool. Yes, I think it's. Awesome. There's some very pretty pretty uh, dresses later. Yes. Um, so they're out. So why does Sybil? So I guess the girls get to get to uh, switch off who gets a new dress, and so it's Sybil's mm-hmm. turn. Yep, I think to they get just a dress, go in, in order. You know. Yeah. Um, so they were in town, I think, talking to the tailor or the seamstress or whatever, um, talk about Sybil's new outfit. And then, of course, uh, we get, we get our first scene, uh, with, uh, with Branson. Yep. Uh, driving, driving the ladies home. And, of course, he's eavesdropping because every employee at this damn place (laughs) eavesdrops on this family's life. Of course. And they just don't expect, like, they're, but they're so used to people overhearing them. And, and having some kind of input about it. Like, that's been their entire lives. Like, they don't even know any differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the main concern Sybil's having is that, you know, she's, uh, she always gets the same thing. Like, she's like, oh, this lady makes the same stuff. It's so boring. Like, she wants something new. Yeah. Um, and she's, she says that she is all for women's rights. And, like... Yes. The suffragettes and everything. 
Um, and then Edith's like, well, I hope you're not going to, you know, be like forced down the throat with food and all that, which, you know, we, we know that the suffragettes, uh, who, uh, of, of your, um, went on hunger strikes to try and get the vote. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, we learned that in the episode of, uh, Young Indiana Jones with, with Vicky. Oh, that's right. Oh, I miss Vicky. Yeah, because, you know, this takes place at the same time as Young Indiana Jones, so... It sure does. <laughs> um, and so Cora obviously knows what that Sybil is already like uh, very interested in in topics like this because I think Cora was one that kind of said it. Like they were like, "Oh, we're gonna be late. We have to get back in a hurry, you know, because because Granny's gonna be waiting for us." And Sybil's like, "Oh, oh, she can wait the old bag," and she 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 didn't say it like that, but you know what I mean. Um, and then Cora, like, slyly says, oh, so women's rights begins at home? And then, you know, Sybil probably says, like, yes, obviously, or something. I don't know. So, like, that's how you kind of, I guess, they hint at it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and Branson obviously overheard because he smiled and he's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who you like. He's just such a cutie. Yeah, he's really cute. <clears throat> Um, don't know if this is going to be an issue later, but um, Carson is, of course, I don't know why, but every, every like, fifth scene that we see with Carson in an episode, he's counting, like, alcohol. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. He's always, really he's, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen him counting alcohol, at least every episode. Like, every episode, he's got to, he's got to be taking inventory of the alcohol He's in the taking house. inventory of so many things. Like, he's an inventory man. He sure is, um, with the name Carson. You can yeah. really only be He's a real an inventory man. <laughs> uh, so some wine is missing. I hope we find out why later. Like, maybe, I mean, I don't know. This just happened to be, like, I, I wanted this to be something. Like, oh, someone's stealing wine or something. Or, it you know, might whatever. come up later. I think, I think, you know, I feel like maybe somebody's going to be an alcoholic or something. I don't know. I, I just... Oh, Oh, Brian. I mean, somebody. Yeah, O'Brien is always drinking. Maybe it is whatever's in her flask. I don't know. Yeah. And so Mrs. Hughes comes in and she's like, oh, you know, don't, don't assume anything. You know, don't, don't go jumping to conclusions. And she's like, all right, I'm leaving for the night. Is everyone going to be okay? And Carson's like, yeah, sure, go. And she's like, but Anna's sick and O'Brien's a bitch. Like, are you, you going to be able to do this? <laughs> and Carson's like, yes, leave. I can handle it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I guess that's that. Yeah. Um, and then we're at the fair with so Mary. much jumping. It's it's always I, that's the show. The show is just it that never feels this jumpy when I'm watching it. But then with us talking about it, it's exhausting to talk about. Well, that. you know what it is that every single scene, uh, basically only has one um definable feature, right? So it's like. They basically go through every scene to try and either set up another scene or mm. explain a very small thing uh, that's happening. So there's not really like a lot of very large things. Sometimes there's some useless monologues, but most of it's just kind of like, okay, this person's doing this, this person's doing this, and then it's like, continue. You know, like there's one thesis for every single scene is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then this so next one. At the fair. What's the thesis between Mary and and uh, Matthew here? I keep wanting to call him William, but it's not William. 
Um, I think this is, again, this conversation was like a little lost to me throughout a majority because <laughs> I, I really, I actually really cared about uh, Mrs. Hughes, Mrs. Hughes' story um, uh-huh. in this one. Yeah, it was and, really cute. Uh, and as annoying as it was, the the the, da- the Daisy and Thomas one was was pretty uh, uh, entertaining. But um, you know, uh, so there, so Mary meets up with Matthew at the fair, I guess, um, and he talks about needing to come by, and so so he basically tells Mary that he's gonna try and like talk to Robert and see if there is a way to make a loophole or something? Like, yeah, is he, that that's what exactly said? what it is. He tells okay. her, um, you know, he's like, how are you that doing? That Violet came over. Violet came over. Uh, how are you doing? Everything's all about the great matter um, re- revolving around the whole inheritance. Um, and that's it. That's the that's the thesis of the scene. Right. And then, oh, and then there's kind of this uh, part here at the end that I, that I kind of like, uh, where he's like, oh, I've upset mm. you. And like, yeah. so I thought that was a little interesting because they, they're Mary having a seems... cordial conversation at least. Yeah. Yeah. You know, getting, getting closer and closer to eventually falling in love. Um, yeah. Which at the moment she's just kind of seeing him as a respectable person now. And I think she didn't always see him that, see him as that. Uh, but she's, she's yeah. starting to gain more respect for him and how he is handling the various um, different conflicts that are being thrown his way, especially with her family. Right, exactly. Um, I'm not entirely sure when this little conversation they have starts, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play it, see okay. how it goes. Good to see you. Granny came to see you. Mm-hmm. Those are good places Part. to go. Part of the great matter. <laughs> so, are you enjoying your new life? Yes, I think so. No, my work seems very trivial to you. Not necessarily. Sometimes I rather envy you. Having somewhere to go every morning. Well, that may have been very middle class. You should learn to forget what I say. I know I do. <laughs> How about you? Is your life proving satisfactory? Apart from the great matter, of course. Women like me don't have a life. We choose clothes and pay calls and work for charity and do the season. But really, we're stuck in a waiting room until we marry. She's not wrong. Yeah. Made you angry. My life makes me angry. Not you. So... I, I like this whole conversation they have because it's it's very truthful. Mary is like kind of opening up and being like, you know, as as frustrating as this is, like I mean, probably getting to inherit Downton was probably the most exciting thing to look forward to in her life. Yep, probably. Yeah. Because um, other than that, women don't get to do shit. Nope. So. And I like this kind of like, uh, fun music in the background too. It's like a. Like you got the circus music or something? Yeah, it's like a kind of medieval, yeah. like, um, flute or something. Yeah. It's cute. Flute. Um, yeah. And, yeah, then I, I feel for her because she's really kind of sad. And, and after she made her really good, she had a really nice monologue at the end of last episode about feeling helpless and hopeless and everything. And it kind of carries on into this episode. Oh, with, uh, with Carson? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then, of course, we have another um, scene uh, in the downstairs between William and... Um, Thomas? Thomas, and then Daisy's there, and of course he, he's like being really sly around Daisy because William's there. And, oh, um, and everyone's wondering where Mrs. Hughes went. Like, Thomas is yeah. like, where'd Mrs. Hughes go? And William's like, it's none of your business, dude. Like, she just, she can have a life. Um, but obviously you can't, living <laughs> living and working in this house. But Thomas would um, 100% ask the same question. Like, he just is so annoying. <laughs> yeah. And then Daisy talks and, about how Thomas would be a good sportsman. And then Mrs. Patmore's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> Miss Patmore knows knows oh, what's up. Oh, you know she knows what's up, which we're gonna come to, I guess, it later. And okay, another scene has already happened. It is so fast; everything is very quick. Um, Mary is telling her father that uh, Matthew will be coming over to discuss the matter with him at after dinner, and to try to keep Violet in the other room where she doesn't know that um, Lord Grantham will be talking to Matthew. Who has snuck into the house so that he can discuss this uh, matter with with Lord Grantham, with Robert. Yes. Yes. So now, Mary, Robert, and Matthew are the only ones that know that, that he is coming by. Which yeah. is, just, they make it seem very scandalous. Like, yeah. like, oh, he hasn't been, like, invited. He hasn't, like, you know, called. And it's just, you know, the... the the servants weren't made aware that he was coming, so yeah. it's just all, it's all a huge, it's all a huge hullabaloo. It's a fuss. It's a, it's a real fuss. It's a fuss. So he sneaks in, like a real sneak. <laughs> <laughs> it's and uh, he's to be, waiting. Uh, yeah, he's waiting and it's really cute because he, he's, it's nice that scene where, like, that shot of him looking at Mary and, and then Mary turns around and sees him there and it's, it's kind of sweet, you know, it's like a... Oh, yeah, and William secret. William kind of catches this, like, little exchange, so yeah. I bet William thinks that they're, like, seeing each other, like they're courting or something. Who knows, man. Um, like, uh, he, he he sees them, like, eyeing each other, and he doesn't know why Matthew's there, but da- all Daisy's he knows is that. still freaking out because she saw them carrying the dead body of Mr. Pamuk down the hall, so, you know, she's pretty much oh, scarred yeah. now. Basically. Oh my gosh, I love Cora's dress this evening. Um, yes. With, like, the little the embroidered... Yeah, the white with the embroidered uh, little flowers. Oh, so cute. Oh, and I love Sybil's outfit, too. I like Sybil's a lot. The, like, blue. So beautiful. It's more like a light teal. Yeah. Um, and and Matthew is definitely giving Mary the, the up and down. Like, he... <laughs> yeah, he, I know. <laughs> he, he is smitten with her. Very, very smitten. <laughs> oh, man. So then, oh. then we have the, um, what we see what Mrs. Hughes is actually up to. She's meeting this guy named Joe Burns at the fair. And it yes. seems that they had known each other prior and, uh, they kind of just agree to go for some dinner together. Yes. A uh, dinner and then a little, uh, once over around the fair. Yes. Um. A nice little date. Yes, a cute, a cute little date. Um, they're, you know, catching up. She's asking about his son, and his son apparently joined the army. Um, so he misses him, and, you know, he's he's lonely. We hint, haven't, hint, wink, we haven't gone to that yet. <laughs> we haven't? You are so oh my gosh. behind. 
I'm behind? Well, no, you're not behind. I meant you're just you're just off. Like you you think that all this happens at once, but there's like ten scenes. Because between... it does, in a way. <laughs> in a way, all the stuff is happening at the same time. Okay, but don't be surprised when we get to that scene and you're like, oh, we already <sighs> talked about this, and then you explain oh. it again. <laughs> I, th- I thought they had really the. This was really just the meeting. Yes, oh, and then nothing happened. Okay. It's it's. So I'm sorry. Like... I need to. I need to watch the episode as we're talking. Okay, <laughs> I get it. Okay, scratch that. Scratch we're in the that. library with Robert yes. and Matthew and Carson. Yes, and they're talking about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not paying attention at this part either? No, I. Okay, wasn't. I'll tell you what happens in this scene. Basically, I'm tired of listening about the great matter. <laughs> this is the great matter. This is another discussion. Uh, Carson's a little angry that they didn't. He didn't tell him that Matthew was coming. Um, right. They pour some brandy or some whiskey, and they are discussing um, the fact that Matthew could not find anything about a loophole in any of this, and that he doesn't know how to tell Violet about it. Oh, so he read it. He read it and he's like, yeah, yeah. no, uh, no nothing. way. There's nothing that's going to be able to, to change it unless she marries him, right? So. There, there, there was no way. There was no I, way. I guess. There was no way. <laughs> was no way. And so, basically, that's it. Like, and, and Robert is definitely an admirer of, of <laughs> William. He really likes, sorry, Matthew. <laughs> God, I cannot with this. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. That was it's, it's, it's hilarious, dude. We should really keep a count of how many times Whoever is, is having a Downton Abbey listening to this podcast party, just drink every time I accidentally call Matthew William. No, don't. You'll die. <laughs> <laughs> don't. You'll die. No, don't. You'll die. Um, so Matthew's very afraid uh, to bring this up to Violet, and uh, they they kind of have a, their conversation goes on further later. Yes, so I won't yes, jump the gun. <laughs> okay, finally okay. we're getting to the dinner with uh, Mr. Hughes and Joe Burns, which you already explained that he has a son who's in the army and his wife died, and that he had proposed marriage to Mrs. Hughes when they were younger, and she turned him down. For whatever reason. Um, okay, going. now you're jumping the gun because she talked about that with Carson later. Well, I mean, it's pretty clear. He's, in he, this he's just being very. I like, was I was yeah. clear in this discussion that that's what happened prior. Well, obviously, at the very end, when not the very end of this episode, but at the very end of the scene, he's like, he's like, yeah, so I'm lonely. You're yeah. gonna think about what I asked you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh. Oh, he, oh, 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 I mean, oh, but she's like, you didn't I, yeah. ask me. And he's like, well, I'm basically asking you right now. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, so you'll think about what I asked. And she's like, yeah, you never asked me. Either. Yeah, basically. It's, it's very, it's very suggestive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And then we have, uh, we have Bates, O'Brien and Branson. Yep. Bates, O'Brien and Branson. <laughs> And O'Brien is really getting on Branson's butt about being downstairs because I guess the um, like where does he hang out? Where I think is he the chauffeurs have their own little house. I think the chauffeurs have like a little chauffeur house that they live in. But that doesn't mean he doesn't want 
companionship and friends. I know. Like, he's a young guy. And he she's wants like, to hang out. You're just taking advantage bring... of Mrs. Hughes' absence. <laughs> and it's like, why can't he just yeah. fucking be there? My God, you're such a bitch. Yeah, O'Brien's like, I don't even know why you're here. The other guy never hung out with us. <laughs> it's like, probably because you scared him off. O'Brien, jeez. Honestly, she's she is asshole. just... She is insufferable. She is like... I don't know how anybody tolerates her at all. Yeah, and then, uh, oh, and they kind of have a little interesting conversation about these callers. Do you think it's worth uh, listening to? I don't know. No. No? Okay. <laughs> just okay, never mind. I don't um, think it's, it's interesting. They basically are just like, it's in, like a little political thing. Bates is like, we get rid of the old callers, we give them to, the, I guess, the army or something. Uh, Branson is like, what do you do with it? Um, and it goes into the missionary barrel. Excuse me. Yes. And then he's I like, just well, I that. think we can figure out other things that the that people need in other countries other than flipping, you know, stiff collars that are used <laughs> previously. Yeah. Yeah. Like those, like people need, you know, more, much more important things like, you know, food and water. And- <laughs> yeah living things um yeah. but then Bates said that sometimes if, if some of them look okay like he'll take some of them um but yeah I didn't know I didn't know that your that your call that the collars are basically like clip-ons I mean no like all collars are like that like there's there's a little collar insert when you have like a nice suit that even today, mm. men have, like, a little band in the collar to keep it so that it keeps it stiff. So it goes under, so it goes, like, inside of the collar. Yeah, it basically is, like, yeah, it just goes inside of it and it keeps it stiff in the back. Um, uh, I see, I see, I see. Like, in a suit. It goes Although to show it, how it, much it, I know about men's clothing. Yeah, I mean, it um, does seem that also they could be wearing it out of the... I, I'm not really sure about that, but... It's in a yeah, shirt. Yeah, Bates, Bates looked like his was, like, sticking out a lot. It's, like, like in almost. a shirt. Like, it's in a white linen yeah. shirt, so it keeps the shirt yeah. stiff, and it makes sure that the shirt collar stays stiff, basically. Right. Um, <clears throat> yes, and then um, we do have a little scene uh, where Violet is starting to get suspicious about the fact that Robert has not come into the drawing room with the ladies. Yeah, um, yeah. And then Carson kind of lets it slip that Matthew's there. <laughs> so then she totally catches Violet, or totally catches Robert and um, Matthew talking about this very leading question, what should I tell Cousin Violet? And of course she's overhearing, which is how everything is written in this show. They overhear somebody else say something else <laughs> before yeah. they walk into a yeah. room and, and answer it. Right, exactly. And then we are back in the room with Robert and Matthew, and they're just still talking, I guess, still having a drink. I just um, described that. I literally did. just <laughs> described that. <laughs> I was not, okay. I was not listening. I'm going to continue. Anna is in bed. <laughs> oh, I like the scene. I like okay. the scene. It's, this, I am tired of hearing about the great matter, okay? I'm tired of it. We're moving on well, from the great matter. I want we're, something else to happen. You, you tried to reiterate what I just said, and I was like, no, nope, we're stopping that. We're going to continue. Okay. Sorry, I'll, I'll try better. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anna's reading. You said that. There's a knock on the door. Bates is there. Super scandalous. 
Um, <laughs> there you go. That's the thesis of the scene. Anna, Anna walks down the hall. She's like, who's there? Who's disturbing me? Yes. Um, and he's like, it's Bates. Open the door. I got something for you. Hit, hit, wink, wink. Um, and it's my dick. Sorry. <laughs> Sandra. Sorry. Um, I really then... couldn't. I couldn't handle it. And she's like, but Bates, I can't. Mrs. Hughes can only open the door. And it's like, it's like, it's like, trust me, it's okay. Like just this once, it'll yeah. be our little dirty little secret. Um, <laughs> It's, it's actually very sweet. She opens it. He brought her some food. It's very sweet, actually. You really made um, that scene a lot better, Emily. And they have a they have a very longing, like sexy stare at yes, each other. A hundred percent. So, like, I was like, I was like, oh man, are they gonna kiss right now? Like, I was like, oh man, what's happening? What's it's happening like, here? It's like no one has ever been nice to her in her entire life. She's like, yes, I must. And and no one's really nice to Bates either. No. So they're just like they're just no. like two like loners that just find each other basically. Dude, you just explain their entire relationship. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, he brings her some food. It's really cute. Um, okay. Then she closes the door. She's like happy that he brought her food. She does it very Yeah, because nice she's smile. probably starving, because everyone leaves, and probably everyone forgot about her up there, and she, she's, like, up there sick and dying, and, like, has no food. I know. Um, so that was very sweet of Bates. Um, and we are, we are saying goodnight to Violet. Yeah. Uh, Violet, Violet gets in the car, um, and she leaves, and, <laughs> and Robert, <laughs> I love Hugh Bonneville so yeah. much. He's, he's just like, he's like, I'm tired. Tell the ladies that I, I'm 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 going to bed. Um. Oh, and Mary's still talking with Matthew in the library. Um. That's right. And and Carson's like, do you want me to let let a uh, Mr. Crawley know? Um. And he's like, no. Wait. Wait for them to ring. Um. Yeah. So you know, let let them have their little alone time. Um. Okay. Then we're back with Mrs. Hughes <laughs> and Joe Burns at the cute fair. Um, and he wins her a little prize at the ring toss. They're just having, like, an adorable little date. She's so happy. She seems so happy. She's such a cutie. I know. Cute, I just want Mrs. Hughes to be happy. But you know what? She wouldn't be happy as a farmhouse wife. Like, she just, she needs this a lot going on kind of thing, you know? She thrives. Yeah, I mean, as much as as much as working, as much as managing, you know, the wait staff in uh, in the house, you know, could probably get very overwhelming and you know, and and maybe lonely at, at times. Um, I feel like going back to living on a farm would be, I don't know. It would be, I, I don't want to say. Be I don't want to say beneath her because that's like that's like me to say because no, I think it's very just. Important. I don't think she would um, be happy. Is was I think it's true. You know, like, it, definitely some other people would be happy in that situation. But for her, she's lived all of her life at at, at, at Downton. She's been managing Downton for a long time. You know, Yeah, she's probably built, you know, a family-like relationship with all a lot of these people. And, you know, she, this, is, this is where she settled herself. Exactly. Would, would I like her to find someone? Do I like Joe Burns? Yes, very much. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta think about yourself in the end. I'm gonna just play what Daisy says to William and to um, Thomas here. God, let me get my earplugs. I'm actually gonna play the end of the end of uh, the conversation with Mrs. Hughes and Joe, and the beginning of the small 
tiny conversation with um we got Daisy, Gwen, Thomas, and William. Okay. I don't need help to remember you. But what? What happens when you retire? I should think I'll stay here. They'll look after me. Suppose they sell the estate. Suppose there's a tidal wave. Suppose we all die of the plague. Suppose there's a war. <laughs> What did I tell you? She's found her Romeo. There might be her brother. She hasn't got a brother, or we'd know it by now. Just a sister in Livingston's hands. You know everything, don't you? Everything, my foot. <laughs> you're hiding behind him, but he's not what you think he is. Oh, go on, William. If you're going to be such a spoil spot. All right, I will. Come back, she didn't mean it. Oh man, everything my foot. I, I mean, I want to start saying that from now on. Please don't. <laughs> everything my foot. I mean, William was being a spoil sport, but you could see why. I mean, Thomas is just an asshole, and he could he yeah. would he would spoil he would spoil he could spoil any anything. He could spoil anything. Well, Daisy doesn't clearly see it. No. No, she just she idolizes him too much. Um, She's got a crush. She admires on him. him too much. Yeah, yeah. And this is when uh, Joe finally says to Mrs. Hughes, "You know what I'm asking?" Without directly asking her to marry him, it's pretty clear that that's what he wants. Right. Exactly. Um, and he won her a very scary little like doll thing. It's like a corn um, doll. <laughs> Made out of corn husks. Yeah, or something. it is. It's like those little yeah. dolls, you know, that the they they have on farms because <laughs> they can't afford anything else. Oh man, <laughs> it's like a it's like a little scarecrow or something. Like it's it's got like a I don't know. I think it's really cute. I would want one of those. Yeah, I think it'd be it'd be a cool little. Uh, oh, that's what the bell is. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm moving too fast. Oh, um, okay. The bell. Oh Sorry, yeah, I, I, I see the little I'm, rope bell. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, man. That's really cool. Wow, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right, we're back in the library. Um, Mary's wearing a very pretty, like, wrap dress. It's very pretty. It is very um, pretty, and you know, everybody keeps telling her that she's important, but it doesn't seem like that to her. Yeah, and. Her and Matthew are, of course, still talking about the grade matter. <laughs> um, and this is kind of where she get like she gets she gets upset. Like, does Matthew say something? Like, oh no, she gets she upset. She gets upset later at dinner because of something the next day. Yeah. Which I, I yes, you're right, right that there's two days in this because she does get upset <laughs> the next day. <laughs> she does. This, this, yeah. So this must have been over. I mean. I guess it doesn't matter what time of, of the week the fair would come. But yeah, it, this this goes over a couple of days. Yeah. Um, so I'm not quite sure what they're talking about. He's just kind of apologizing and being like, I wish I could do something. And, and then he, he Mary's takes like, her well, hand. Obviously you hate me because you've given up. <laughs> right. You, yeah, exactly. Um, it's nice. They have like a little moment where he takes her hand and she does get a little upset. But it's like a very lingering hand shot, you know, like in Pride and Prejudice or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, oh, that was way is. sexier. Of course it was. This one was, like, 
whatever. You know, occasionally <laughs> I, I see people on Twitter or whatever, like, they, like, retweet about that. They're like, nothing could be as sexy as that hand, you know, when he's, when Mr. Darcy is, like, helping Elizabeth into the, into the carriage. And it's like, you remember yeah. this? And I just feel like people definitely have a great love for Pride and Prejudice. And they're just like, remember how fucking great that movie is? And I feel yeah. like I've never stopped talking about that movie since I saw it, like, in 2004. Like, I, I feel like I constant constantly have been gabbing about that movie as we always do but it's just like it's just like it's like in on vogue to to talk about this movie now yeah well i mean i think it's i think it's perfect and topical in (laughs) in any time i realize i really just sound like a hipster there i was like oh so it's it's cool now but when was it cool when i thought it was cool when it first came out um, I mean, I, I would sure hope so. I mean, it, it just seems like the love for this movie has never died, yeah. I think. I so, think, I think you know, you're right. That movie will never age. Will never age, like, will never age badly. It, it, it will only get better with age, probably. It really does. It is, it is timeless. Unlike yeah. I'm this I'm not show. sure what, I'm not sure what to, oh, okay. <laughs> Careful, Alison, them fighting words. <laughs> um... <laughs> Not, not to me. I, I don't care. <laughs> but, but maybe to other people. Yeah. Um, um, and then Matthew talks to Carson for some reason. I, don't, I really, I really just blanked. He's just seeing if Violet was okay. And then he's like, it was. It's a very difficult situation for everybody. And Carson's like, yes, thank you for saying that. So because Carson, remember, doesn't really like him very much because he's you know taking over. Because he likes. Because he likes Mary. He, yeah, he, he likes Mary. He's protective over the family. And it's it's a difficult situation for everybody. Yeah. And he'll probably constantly uh, accuse Matthew of taking all the wine. If, if Matthew, if Ma- <laughs> if think, Matthew takes over the house. I don't think it... Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, you... Okay. And then... Um, what? Oh. Then we have the... Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Hughes, Hughes comes back, right? Yeah, she's, yes. like, basically coming home and seeing that the house is on fire without her, and she's like, oh, shit, I need to be here. You can see it in her face. Yeah, because William's upset. He came back early. Bates is like, William, why'd you come back so early? And he's like, it doesn't matter. And it's like, what do you mean, buddy? And he's like, stay away from me. He just, like, runs away. And then O'Brien's just, you know, being O'Brien. Um... But she comes back, you did, like, it's, it's, she does a great job here because you don't really know, you can't really tell at first if she's thinking of staying or thinking of leaving. True, I mean, at this true. point, You're right. at this point, it didn't seem like the house was on fire. Like, she right, could have right, been right. like, okay, maybe they don't need me. Yeah. Um, but then I think, I, I'm not sure if there's a scene that happens later that really makes it click for her, but I mean, at this point, she's, she's trying to think over what she's been asked tonight and... She really does a great job, the actress. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then, of course, and Daisy is everyone comes back, fawning over fucking Thomas. Worst person ever. Yeah. And then Bates, uh, you know, obviously knowing how much of a dick Thomas has been tonight, he goes over to his... Uh, well, first he goes over to William's room, and William is praying, and is like, please close the door. I don't want to talk to you right now. Um... <laughs> And then yeah. he goes over to Thomas and kind of beats him up. 
Yeah, I think. Oh, and I and I like a. I like. Did did you did you already talk about how he tells Daisy off? Oh no, I didn't. So, I think they were about to like make fun of Bates or something, or make fun of someone. Oh yes. Um, yes. <clears throat> and then true. Bates is like, like Daisy being mean isn't becoming on you. Yeah. Like, like he, it he was like a says good one. that. And, yeah. And Daisy was kind of, like, taken aback. Yeah. She was like, oh, shit. Oh, but shit. then, you know, she's kind of laughing with Thomas, because Thomas is like, oh, Bates so funny, whatever he thinks. He can, thinks he's so smart. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he really, he really, he knocks on, yeah, there he is. You're right. I missed this part. <laughs> I, mi- I missed it, too. Um, so, yeah, then he, he knocks him up, kind of pushes him against the window, the, the side, and he's like, hey, you know, if you keep acting like a dick, I'm going to hurt you. And then Thomas is like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I understand that you're trying to scare me, but it's not working. Um, yeah. And, I don't know, kind of thought they were they were going to kiss right here, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, no, I no, didn't no. get that at all. I, I, I didn't <laughs> get that guy's Just Thomas's face. Like, Thomas kind of looked like he was turned well, on Because he's, like, smirking in it a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's always smirking, because he's, he's, he's turned on by pain and misery yeah he totally is he's (laughs) he is really turned on by that for sure um then mrs hughes goes goes to her room and we see her with her cute little straw doll Um, oh she's smiling she's smiling thinking about how somebody likes her yeah it's really like a little curly hair she's real cute (laughs) yeah and this mrs patmore can't see anything still She says something about you trying to trick me. Oh yeah, or when 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 uh or when she's I th- I think this happens later. Oh yeah, I sorry I'm behind. That's okay. <laughs> it's gotta continue. <laughs> um, where does O'Brien go? Oh, O'Brien talks to someone. Oh, is this where? Is is this where like Thomas and O'Brien talk about like oh I, yep. do you want a promotion O'Brien because I think Miss Mrs Hughes is gonna leave us it is that's exactly <clears> what <throat> it is they're they're always snickering they're always gossiping those two they know everything about everything oh and then William comes in like b- still buttoning up his vest and he's like not quite ready and of course him and Daisy like make fun of him and it's just it's real sad it's, so it's real sad fucking sad it's like why. Yeah. Do you even have to be such a dick? I know I've said that so many times in this episode. And William is, like, holding in so much crap. Like, he's like, I can't. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, like, he doesn't even, he's just trying to not punch Thomas in the face. He deserves it so much, and it's it's gonna happen eventually, I swear. Yeah. And Mrs. Hughes uh, noticed this. Daisy kind of looks a little sad that she, like, that she encouraged that a little bit. Totally. Um... Hopefully she's kind of realizing what's happened. Um, and of course, Mrs. Hughes noticed it and she's like, well, fuck, now I gotta deal with this shit. Um, yeah. And O'Brien is... Uh, still tending fixing... to the girls, Sybil, yeah. because Anna's still sick. Oh, right, yeah, because, yeah, Anna, yeah, I forgot about her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Gwen... And Gwen comes in. Tries to get... Uh, O'Brien out of the way by saying that the mistress needs her. She's like, fine. I really like Sybil's outfit here with, like, her her long, like, ponytail. Yeah. Um, and, like, her cute little her cute little striped outfit. Super cute. It is very cute. Super cute. Um, um, 
she gets a letter. Oh, Gwen gets a letter because oh yeah, Sybil was gonna be her reference for yeah. a for a type for a secretary job. She was, and so she got the interview because of it. She says she's got an yes. interview, interview date, and then they're like, okay, well, you know, well, you can pretend to be sick, and you can go out for like a couple hours take the train over which there. which honestly don't know how she's not sick because she like lives with anna in the same room like that's they stay in the same room together well, like how did she not get you sick? just don't get sick <laughs> well but at least this is convenient for her because anna was sick and she could easily play sick yeah exactly <clears throat> um but you know it, it didn't end up working out but anyway um then we have like a small scene between robert and mary um walking on the grounds and mary is clearly upset like i think i should play Very. I think I should play a little bit because I think, honestly, I think that uh, Michelle Dockery does some great acting here. Just, just really, like, putting her, her concerns out into, like, she seems so fragile right now, which you don't really see her like that in any of the other episodes except for, like, the end of last episode. So it's, it's good. I think it's, like, it's a really cool um, conversation that they have about inheriting, inheriting it. Um, I'm just gonna The only one who never sticks up for me in all this is you. Why is that? You are my darling daughter, and I love you. Hard as it is for an Englishman to say the words. Well, then. If I had made my own fortune and bought Downton for myself, it should be yours without question. But I did not. My fortune is the work of others who labored to build a great dynasty. Do I have the right to destroy their work or impoverish that dynasty? I am a custodian, my dear, not an owner. I must strive to be worthy of the task I've been set. If I could take Mama's money out of the estates, Downton would have to be sold to pay for it. Is that what you want? To see Matthew a landless peer with a title, but no means to pay for it. So I'm just to find a husband and get out of the way. You could stay here if you married Matthew. You know my character, Father. I'd never marry any man that I was told to. I'm stubborn. I wish I wasn't, but I am. Okay. Well, I think that was a nice little, like, father-daughter conversation, and, and he really, I don't think, is really showing her that he's fighting, and it is very aggravating. Yeah. And, yeah, she's definitely been feeling very helpless and very frustrated lately, so it's just, it's all kind of, like, piling up on her. Mm-hmm. It seems. Um, oh, and then we have a really cute scene uh, between Branson and uh, Sybil. I think Sybil maybe went back to the seamstress to do a fitting or something yeah so he's driving her back and he had picked her up some he'd picked her up some pamphlets on the the current uh political political situation and political environment yeah um, with the suffragettes that he thought might interest her yeah which was super cute it's pretty cute like it's cute that you know he kind of knew that she would enjoy this and, and he's smiling and he's just excited that that she's involved um, and he says, yeah, he's and a she's socialist. like, please don't tell anyone. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He says that, which he's very um, clear about his his political views. I assume that his political views are going to be kind of uh, something that grows and is a uh, part of a 
Harry situation in the future. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, and then we're back at the hospital. Um, Violet is there, and Mosley still has the the rashed out hands, because whatever uh, Lady Crawley has administered to him is not working, obviously. It's been a day, um, her, okay. Her face in this. I know. Is, uh, she, she's so, like, Ugh. She's, like, terrified. Yes. Um, and so they start talking about what it might be, because the doctor's back now, and he's like, he's like, okay, so then he asks, he asks the, the hard-hitting questions, you know, <laughs> what have you been doing yeah. recently? And... Um, he's like, oh yeah, I've been helping my, his father or something, like, cut some grass or something. I don't know. He's yeah, like, this, like he's doing a lot of yard work. In the backyard. Yes. And, uh, she's like, well, this is obviously not, what did she call it? It was not, um, um oh, we haven't gotten there out yet. Grubbing the old rue hedge. Oh yeah, what did she call it? it was rue, like a... rue hedge. Yes, that's the name of, uh, is the type this of. This is not. Erysipelas? Is that what they said it was or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Erysipelas. It's actually, like, rue allergy. Uh, yes. Which, I don't know if you remember in, um, in the Hunger Games, everybody's named after, like, things that are other things. Uh, rue is, is a type of flower, just like, mm. you know, Katniss is as well. And, uh, and Peta? Well, Peta's named after bread. Peter's named after Peter Bread. Oh, okay. Yep. That is that. Oh, was was that how people were given their names? Because they no. Yeah, like his family was like a baker or something. He was fucking okay. named after bread. It's named after bread. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Sure. Oh, I like remember nothing about those books. Yeah. Um. And uh, so Violet pretty much shows she her up. Her. She really schools her. She schools her. And she walks out of there with the most sass. Like, I just... <laughs> like, Maggie sassiest. Smith just, like, she sassed her way out of that room. I love like, her. I love her sass. Oh, man. So sassy. And then, oh, I have a cute little, uh, cute little back and forth between Robert and Matthew. Um, they're looking over the cottages. I guess Matthew had suggested that... Is, is this where he suggests that they, like clean them up or something or was this I think beforehand they had already done it and this is the fruits of their labor it's it's uh, like looking better now yeah so these cottages are for obviously people who work at downton mm -hmm. I, I guess mm -hmm. um and so yeah we see people painting and you know fixing up the cottages and um i guess i mean does no one currently live in these things? Is that why they're just kind of, like, think decrepit? So. I think they're just kind of, yeah, decrepit, and they're just, like, waiting to be redone. And then, of course, you know, Robert is just talking to um, Matthew and didn't really starting to like him. Like, he's just starting to really see him as a son. Yeah, because Matthew's uh, really taking an interest in the house, and he's really starting to understand the, the, you know, the... Sort of ins and outs. <laughs> ins and outs, but, like, he's starting to appreciate it more, yeah. I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because yeah. he really didn't appreciate it in the beginning. And then we have... Uh, I've got to play this Daisy. scene with Daisy okay. and Mrs. Patmore. It is great. Mrs. Patmore 
gets so so such high marks from this conversation. Yeah. She does. Because we saved it. Thomas is lovely, isn't he? He's funny and handsome. He's got such lovely teeth. He's not for you, Daisy. Cause that he's too good for me, I know that. No, he's not too good. What then? He's not the boy for you, and you're not the girl for him. Isn't that what I just said? And why would he be when he's seen and done so much and I've been nowhere and done nothing? Perhaps Thomas has seen and done more than is good for him. He's not a ladies' man. Well, isn't it a blessed relief? Daisy, Thomas is a troubled soul. I don't know what you mean, Mrs. Patmore. No, nothing. I don't mean anything. Okay, so obviously Mrs. Patmore is alluding to the fact that Thomas is gay. So he's not even interested in women. He's uh, gay. He's not a troubled soul. He just doesn't, he's not interested in women. I think she's trying Um, to to play off as, she's just trying to get her to realize that he's not the man for her, but she still just isn't, she isn't in there. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if Daisy just didn't quite understand. Like, I mean, Mrs. Patmore just needed to say that that he's interested in men. Like, that's really, that's really all she needed to say. Yeah, but, you know, but I, just I just don't think Daisy's little mind can can possibly fathom something like that. I, I just don't think that she could even think about people being gay in any context. She's like a little mouse. True. But, and also that would just make, that would just make the, the drama end too soon. Like, this, yeah. this is not, this is not fully played out yet. Yes, then there's much not. more to be done. Yeah. <laughs> so. William needs to stand up for Daisy, and Daisy needs to find it attractive. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, it, it, there's Edith. She, she's in this episode. Edith, a little bit. <laughs> A little bit. Knacking. Edith, like, all she does is just put people down. Like, Edith is just so... She's, she's, she puts people down and she just, like, feels sorry for herself. Yeah. That's that's all she does. does. All Um, the time. Um, Because she tells Sybil that she's putting on weight. And, and she's like, well, she didn't shrink in the drawer. Like, come on. Yeah, because Sybil's like, oh, this course is so, so uncomfortable. Can't we just loosen it a little bit or something? And then Edith's like, you sure you have, yeah, you sure you haven't gained weight or whatever? Like, ugh. Ugh. Um, ugh. Um, oh, I like the dress that Mary's wearing tonight. Uh, yes. It's again a very nice, like, periwinkle. Yes, it's really with, like, pretty. like, some lace on I it. I really like so it. So pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Very pretty. Um, and oh, and here we go. They're talking about oh, this is where Robert's talking about like oh, Matthew and I took a turn around the, the <laughs> state today, and it yes. was a lot of fun. Matthew and I have is. a son now, and I hate my daughters. And it's just like, <laughs> this this is all that Mary was hearing basically um, in her a mind. Shot of her ear too, so we know she's listening. <laughs> Do we sure know this? This show is telling us that she's listening. Um, and she feels uncomfortable, and she she is asked to leave, or she asks to if she can leave. Um, yeah. Cora's dress is very pretty too, with very pretty emerald green. Very suits her very much. I like it. I gotta play the scene with her mom that's coming up next. Um, oh yeah. Just because it it it's very weighty and it's kind of weighty. It's just got a lot of 
weight to it, and it's um, it's pretty sad, like the way it transpires. Um, I'm yeah. gonna just play it. Alright. You hurt him. Matthew this, Matthew that, Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Oh, Mother, don't you see? He has a son now. Of course he didn't argue with the entail. Why would he? When he's got what he always wanted. Your father loves you very much. He wouldn't fight for me, though. He wouldn't fight for you because he knew he couldn't win. <laughs> You're no better. What? You don't care about Matthew getting everything because you don't think I'm worthy of it. Mary. I wish you'd just admit it. I'm a lost soul to you. I took a lover with no thought of marriage, a Turk. Oh, think of that. Oh, dear. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Mama. You can go down now. Everything will look better in the morning. Isn't that what you usually say? I say it because it's usually true. Papa will wonder where you are. Okay. There's a lot there's a lot to unpack in that scene, which usually there's not a lot to unpack in, in a lot of these scenes. So I just I guess I just wonder why Cora didn't didn't say to her. I mean she kinda just let Mary be mad and just yeah. kind of like left her to be mad. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure Cora like Cora's been kind of separate in this episode as well, so maybe she's not quite sure of what all that's been happening. Um I mean, Violet did tell her that she was going to talk to Matthew, but maybe she's not quite aware of everything that unraveled because of this, but um and obviously she's aware of the Pamuk thing, so she just she's aware, but I just wonder why she didn't try to I don't know. I mean, what else could you say really? I know, it's like, just... she, like, her daughter accused her of not, like, respecting her anymore, and she doesn't say anything to fight that. Rebuttal that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, she, she doesn't see her daughter the same way that she did before she had to, you know, move Which Mr. is probably Pumuk's true, but body. you definitely shouldn't let Mary keep thinking that you think very ill of her because of what happened. Right. Well, I think it's more Mary talking about how she doesn't see herself the same way either because True. of this situation. And, you know, it really mirrors the whole idea that it was like people who were raped feel this way too. This kind of yeah. shame and horror that they did something like this. And it, it's it seems that way because, I mean, Mr. Pamuk basically did rape her, so... Um, you know, it was, it was completely, like, not Mary's fault, and it happened anyway, and it's just, like, so hard for her to come back after that, like, personally, and and her mom does know this, um, and she doesn't say anything, which is just sad. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, like, disappointed in her daughter, it seems. She doesn't say that, but, you know. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like anything that Cora is saying is really helping her. Because then at um, after you paused it, she kind of says, you know, you should really befriend Matthew. He could help you in the future. True. And she's like, oh, because, you know, when I've ruined myself, I need I need a man to, to take care of me. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. It was Mary's definitely got way. a... Yeah, she's definitely got a lot of stuff on her mind. And it just doesn't help. No. 
That, that whole situation is, is so dramatic. It's it's just... It sucks. because Mary is definitely the, the focal point of the season in terms of, like, solving her problem first. Um, you know, she is the one who is the leader, and this is the problem of the whole season, right? With the whole... Um, the, the great matter. Great matter, exactly. So, and then we have yeah. Tom, uh, William in in <laughs> the uh, break room playing a really gorgeous melancholy piano, and Mrs. Hughes finds him, and uh, you know she tells him once again to not let Thomas step on his toes. She told him that in the last episode, and I think the episode before that. Um, and he's just being really cute and sad. Um, but Mrs. Hughes yeah. then is, he, he says to her, you know, I don't know how this house could run without you. I think that's, and that's probably what made her, made her decide not to do it. Not to I mean, I think it was one of the things, but she was telling Mr. Yeah. Carson that it's like, this is a different life than she expected to have. Like, she doesn't want to be a farm person, you know? Yeah. Just It's just not, it's not what she wants. So, you know, would be I nice. Like when, to... I like when she tells them to, to stop flanneling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is a word I haven't heard. Yeah, right? Like, it's definitely an old flanneling. Yeah. Um, What's next? We have a very dramatic, uh... It's just it's it's just backing up from Mrs. Hughes. Oh, there we go, crossfade. Yes, a dolly, a dolly shot backing up. Mm. Crossfade to poor Gwen, who's gotten a upsetting letter. Another letter. Yeah. Yes. Who who? Uh, she explains it in a second, I think. But she seems to be upset, and I. Uh, and we find out when Sybil gets her special new frock. That. Um, she was gonna give. She was gonna give Gwen something to wear to the interview, yeah. and now, so and Gwen's cute. having a hard time too because you know she keeps getting motivated, and then you know she, I think I think is this her first rejection because before she was just worried about even applying because she's like, how am I ever gonna be able to get a job like this? And then yeah, you know she gets so close, and she just she just keeps like getting motivated and being brought back down. You I know, know, poor Gwen. Being rejected does suck, and, <clears throat> and Sybil's like, don't worry, you could just apply again. You know, it's it'll be okay. Yeah, there'll be more places, and 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 Sybil is is very into helping her. Like she wants she wants this for Gwen. She's so sweet. Yeah, I also love I love Sybil's like peplum top. It's so pretty. Yes, the pink one, dude. So cute. There, that one looks really complicated. There's all sorts of pleats on that thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and then we have a. Uh, Carson and Mrs. Hughes are talking about dinner tonight. Um, I think this is where she opens up to Carson <clears throat> about what happened. No, that's the next scene. I'm just joking. It's this scene. <gasps> I was like, don't. <laughs> You're trying to trick me. <laughs> I'm trying to trick you. <clears throat> okay, so Carson sits down, and this is when she kind of goes through the whole backstory of like, yes, I knew a man. We were going to get married. Or, but then she came to work here, and then uh, he got married to someone else. The lady died, and now he's back, wants to marry her, and... And? And? I think we find, we find out what she's decided to do. 
Yes, she's gonna, she told the guy off. She rejects him. Yeah. She rejects him again. Which, you know, poor guy. Poor Joe Burns. I know, he seems like such a nice, sweet man. And also pretty cute for his age. Yeah, very cute. He looks really sad when she's walking away. I know. Like, he's just like, oh, shit. I know, I'm... I wanted it to work out for him. <laughs> she she looks a little she looks a little regretful as well, a little bit. Just like a little bit. Yeah. Well he tried, you know. At least he could say he tried. Yeah. Hopefully uh, Mrs. Hughes can have can have her own little uh Mr Mr. Pamuk moment, you know, sans the him dying. Oh um, okay, okay, Emily. Don't don't go that far. What? I mean, I mean, sorry, not, not that kind, but like, find someone, <laughs> find someone, right, you're right, no, that was, that was, that was a horrible example, um, <laughs> no, uh, find, find someone that, that she can consensually be with, you're right, you're okay, right, exactly, right. <laughs> exactly, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, nothing um, like Mr. Pamuk, we, we should just sorry, not, nothing like Mr. Pamuk, we should never you know talk what? about I, him again, actually, I think, I think it's probably best if we don't talk about him anymore, I would gladly like to no longer talk about Mr. Pamuk. <laughs> Um, the ladies are, I think it's dinner now. Is this dinner? Yeah. It's hard to tell this it's, room, it's this dinner. room is so it's bright there in. It's day two. It is very bright. Because they got that electricity. That, ni- that <laughs> nice they fancy. they got that electricity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sybil is getting dressed and the top, oh. the, the top part of her, of her outfit is so cute with the little, uh, little design. I um, remember this, the ending of this episode. I remember it so clearly from my first watch of Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah? Yes. I remember how this episode ended, and it was exactly like this. Uh, and I think they're... I'm not sure if it, it is dinner, or I guess they, like, hang out in the drawing room before dinner, and then they all get up and go to dinner at the same time, right? Yeah, it's possible this is, yeah, maybe before dinner actually starts. And then, uh, what, um, is, what does she do, Emily? What happens? So, uh, Sybil's taking forever. I don't know. I, th- I think, uh, Violet, uh, tells off, not tells off, but, like, you know, uh, makes a snide remark towards Lady Crawley, um, and they're just, like, waiting for her to get ready. She comes downstairs. Yep. Here she comes. Oops. Here she goes. She Here she goes. She walks in. Everyone sees her new, her new outfit, and it's pants! She has big, oh. pants, and everybody is shocked. She's- she looks like a genie. Yeah, she like looks a, like I dream a of genie. genie. I'm not like I dream of genie. A very big fan of this this uh, whole attire, but I do like the. If pants. it was like legit pants, like because because I don't I don't like the the baggy the like the bagginess of them. Yes. Yes. That's what they're and, like. Oh, and then at the yep. very end, we got a little, we got a little peeping Branson. We got a little peeping Tom. <laughs> His name is Tom. His name, His is, name Tom. is Tom Branson. <laughs> His name yes, is Tom Branson. Is. So we got a little peeping Tom. He looks at her outfit and he smiles with the, with the biggest smittenest smile. Okay, wait, Aww. I have to bring up. So, so some Cutie. of these things, there's an x-ray by IMDb here. Um, and it has just general <laughs> yeah. trivia. I have to, I have to read two of these things. The first one is initially some British viewers accused creator Julian Fellows of stealing ideas from Louisa May Alcott's novel Little Women. The BBC even oh. produced a spoof of the show starring Kim Cattrall. 
Additionally, four out of five males that view at least three seasons slash the series begin menstruating. The fifth one was already. Oh my goodness. Um, really? That's crazy. And then it says, uh, Julian Fellows revealed in an interview that the story of Mr. Pamuk dying and being dragged back to his room was based on a diary entry found in a Highclere castle during one of his stays at the house. He was good friends with the Earl and the Countess. Oh! It was in somebody's... Somebody's... An actual Countess's daughter's uh, diary entry. Oh my gosh, really? That's so silly. That's... That's silly but kind of (laughs) cool. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, that, that Branson shot is pretty funny at the end. Yeah. I'm just like, how did no one see him? I know. Like, <laughs> really... How did nobody see him over there? Oh, little oh. peeping Tom. All right. Well, that was episode four. Um, I give this episode um, uh, four out of ten coconuts. Coconuts? Yeah, from the coconut shy. From the what? Where they were throwing the coconuts at the fair. Oh! <laughs> I did not know those were coconuts. Oh, man. Okay. Um. What, wait, wait. What would you rate it? Sorry. Four. Four? Um, I liked this episode a bit more than that. I'm going to give it a nice, uh, I'm going to give it a nice six, six harem pants out of, out of ten. Okay. That was the episode. Do we do anything else at the end? I don't know. I mean, they didn't really interlude uh, or, like, uh, talk about anything that could possibly be happening in the next episode. So, I mean, we're kind of just in the dark here. Um, but probably probably more about the great matter, obviously. Um, hopefully we get we get a little bit more of, of, of this side of Sybil where she's really she's really showing her her women's rights, her uh, her suffragette views. I'd like to see a bit more of this and, you know, a, a more more cute scenes with the Peep and Tom. Oh, yes. Else. Branson. Branson, yes. Branson. Uh, so that that is episode four. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, you can let us know in the comments below. You can do that on SoundCloud or Facebook to search All by the Popcorn. Uh, or you can email us and let us know your thoughts. Currently, we are unable to get into which 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 email is it? Oh, sorry. The I'll buy the popcorn at gmail.com. Yes, we are having trouble logging into that one. So if you have emailed anything to that email, we've never been able to get into it. So, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so like absolutely you, ever. Like I literally can't tell you the last time. Uh, since the beginning of this podcast, ago, I don't we have know not been able to get yeah. into this damn email. So We're if you have an email that email at all please resend your email to all by the popcorn are you still there emily podcast at gmail.com right yes G- the, yes. the all by the popcorn podcast is fine yes um other than that uh you if you need notifications on future episodes that we release you can follow our social media we have twitter at by the popcorn and instagram at all by the popcorn podcast and if you'd like to rate our little show we have here you can do that on apple podcasts google podcasts and stitcher we also have merch and we also have a youtube channel uh you can just search all by the popcorn podcast and subscribe to that we are currently just putting up old uh 
just audio files of our episodes on there, but we do plan to use it for possible uh, live live stream recordings of an episode or maybe just live Q&As. We got lots of plans for that in the future. Mm-hmm. It's just not quite set up yet. Uh, and that is it for Downton for this week. Thanks for listening, um, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay inside, stay safe, wear a mask, and remember to go vote. Yes, go vote. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.